Welcome to the Husband Factory Podcast. I'm the host and founder, Makita Kamara Omensa. Join me here every week where I help single women meet good men and enjoy great marriages using proven faith-based principles. Now, here's today's episode. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Husband Factory Podcast. I am here with the new bride, Courtney, and I am so happy for her, so glad about her getting engaged. She's a wonderful young lady, and I am had to have her tell her story. So, Courtney, congratulations. You're engaged. How does it Thank feel? Thank you. Oh, my goodness. I am still getting used to the fact that I'm engaged, you know. But other than that, I'm just so joyous and so happy. So, Thank you. Oh, that's good. That's good. And when I think about your story, you look like you're 25, but I know that you're in your early 30s. Mm-hmm. And I know that when, once I hit 30, that's when I was like, God, you need to do something here because, yeah, things are, I, I want to be sure that I can have kids. I want to be sure, you know, so did you, did you experience that or were you always confident that you'd get married and you'd get engaged or, you know, things would work out? So it probably wasn't until about the age of 30 that I even believed in marriage. Oh, wow. You got to tell us. (laughs) I know, right? So I think because I had always seen marriage done in a way that was not attractive to me, Hmm. I didn't really care. But it was also around the age of 30 that God started talking to me about, you're going to be married, you know, and this is the type of person that I have for you. So I went from not caring to like, oh, God, you're telling me about him. Now I'm impatient. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's so nice. Yeah. So God gave you a picture yes. of what your husband would be like. What was the picture yes. like? Well, he told me, of course, he was going to be a man who loves him more than me. Mm-hmm. He told me that the love that I didn't receive as a young lady, as a young girl, that I was going to receive from him. Wow. Right. And it's so funny because I'm like, God, you did everything that you said, you know, like, so God just really talked to me about the fact that he was going to be someone that treated me the way that I never had been treated before and that I deserved as a woman. Oh, wow. That is powerful. Do you know, I, I now that I'm listening to him, I'm like, yeah, I had something similar. I remember one day, I don't remember how old I was. I was probably still in my 20s and I was reminiscing on something that was painful, whatever. And then the Holy Spirit told me, he said, your husband will be the father you never had. He'll be like a brother to you. He will be, you know, he was started telling me all these things. I was like, oh yeah, that sounds nice. (laughs) You know, because I didn't see anybody in sight, you know. Exactly. But that just goes to show you the goodness of God and how much he loves us and cares for us. And he has a plan in our marriages that is beyond having kids and doing exploits together. He wants to use our marriages to heal us. Yes. He wants to use our marriages to show us how much he loves us and care for us because when the scripture says that your husband is like Christ loving the church, it's like he wants your husband to become an extension of his love for you. Oh my he cannot come down from heaven and, <laughs> and shower you with his love, but he can use that man to you do that. Preaching. That is powerful. <laughs> yeah, girl, you better, you better. And that one thing I can say about Courtney is that she has a strong devotion life. What you're hearing us talk about is not weird if you have a strong devotion yes. life. Yes. When you talk to God about everything, he will start talking to you about everything. Small details. (laughs) Yeah, that is so powerful. I'm so happy for you. So and then your husband to be is already demonstrating some of that. The funny thing is, before we got on the podcast today, it was raining and Courtney was outside and I was like, are you coming in? She said, oh, he saw me. 
outside and he said I have to wait for him to bring the umbrella. I was like, go ahead, girl. <laughs> Shoot. But see, I learned from you to let the man be the man. Okay, so I could have gotten out of my car. I have an umbrella in there, but I let him do what he's Yes, to do. yes, yes. It's so important. That is powerful. So I have a few questions for you. You know, a lot of women, so we are living here in Atlanta, and I know that a lot of women have compromised with the dating scene. So they've compromised their values as Christian women. They compromise even in terms of dating. You know, I, I learned that I did. You know, like if a guy was seen kind of okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> like he said he goes to church, then you're like, okay, let me try him out. Because you really don't know, right? It's true. But I've learned I won't do that again. If I had a chance to do it again, I won't deal with people that just went to church. I don't care. Like I would need to know more about you. And I'll need you to show me a little more than you just go to church. So what do you think about that? I would agree. Oh, man, there were so many instances where I could have compromised. And then in some ways I did not compromise like my um, purity, but I compromised like, okay, now you know that this probably isn't completely right. You should let this go. Mm -hmm. But what I would say to women is don't compromise your standards especially your purity. If he is willing to cause you to compromise, you're going to find yourself compromising in all of your your walk with God. You may not even have one after that, Mm -hmm. truthfully. Mm -hmm. But when you compromise, you're settling. You're settling for less than God's best. So understand that in your mind, the moment you find yourself settling, you're not going to get the person that God has for you. You are forfeiting the best. And so that's kind of the thing. I, for example, I met I met this one guy and I, this is how I knew it was close because, like you said, prayer and all of those things. I met him and he was perfect on paper. Mm-hmm. But the, I said, OK, so I was very slow in getting to know him. He told me about growing up in church, all of this. But the more I got to know him, I was like. You almost sound offended by the church for someone who grew up in the church. And so it was like God was showing me that was if you would have continued to deal with him, you would have compromised on so many levels. And literally a couple of months after that is when I met my fiance. Wow. You know, and so it's like, oh, my goodness, I cut it off. I said, God, I'm asking you right now. He was a lawyer, no children, never been married. I mean, morally, he was a morally sound person. But just because you're morally sound doesn't mean that you actually have Christ as the center of your of your life. So I look back and I said, God, thank you. He was truly a counterfeit before the real thing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. wow, that is that is powerful, and it's so important too. Because sometimes what happens to the women is that they just feel like giving up. Like they just feel like, well, I know they don't realize how much pain the wrong person can bring you. Yes. And how much the wrong person can completely deter you from your purpose, Mm -hmm. you know, so you can't afford that. You know, one of the things that I wanted you to talk about is I want you to look back a little bit about and think about what do you think helped you get engaged? You know, what steps do you think you developed any spiritual disciplines? Do you think you um, did any personal development? Did you do any mentorship? Did you increase your faith? Did you stop dating a certain type of guy? You thought it was about start date, stop dating a certain <laughs> type of guy that seemed okay. Mm-hmm. Like, go for the best. If the guy is not the best, if the guy, you know, one thing I always tell women is like, the Bible says that he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think. So if that man is not exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think, if you're not like, wow, what? This is what? Because yeah. when I met my husband, the stuff he was doing, I, was, I had never been treated like that right. in my life. 
So if this man is not exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think, then God probably didn't send him. It's true. When I think about it, what I did was what Matthew 6, 33 says. The Bible tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And you've known me. I've been at Dominion mm-hmm. City probably for five years. You, I came to church kind of talking to a guy, but right after Dominion City, I was like, nah. Mm-hmm. And he was in church, but mm-hmm. you saw me. I literally was just pursuing God, mm-hmm. hungry, every meeting, everything. I was here, mm-hmm. you know, trying to just get more of God and understand God. And I believe Because of my seeking after him, he was healing layers of me that needed to be healed before he could bring the right person in my life. Mm -hmm. Because if I was not healed, if I had not sought God the way I was seeking him, I would have destroyed the gift when it came. Oh, wow. I know I would have. Or not even recognize it as and a I gift. Have recognized you would have walked right over it. Like, oh, no, that's not, it's not my type, or that's not the right person, or, you know, or he doesn't, that's not what I was thinking of for myself. And yes, it's yeah. true. So it was a lot of healing that happened, honestly, in my life. There are a lot of things that I encountered as a child. Um, I won't go into details, but I know that if I had not been healed supernaturally in my soul to an extent, Mm because I believe that the marriage also brings layers of healing as well. Mm -hmm. I just think that I would have totally messed it up. So put your eyes on God. Let him bring the person to you. You will know when it's that person. And I, like you said, I always tell him, you are literally that Ephesians 3.20. Like you are the exceeding abundantly above all uh, that I can ask or think. I wow. tell him that. Wow. So Isn't that powerful? you said that. Wow. That is so powerful. But it's the truth. Yeah. Like that, Like your marriage should be like, what? Like I hit the jackpot, you know? Right. Like that is beautiful. And I love that you talk about preparing yourself. It, we can't stress enough. These single years are for preparing yourself. Deal with all that junk. Mm-hmm. Deal with the things that you saw your mother go through that you said, no man is going to do that to me. Yeah. Deal with the things that, you know, the hurt, the things that make you insecure, the things that make you not trust. Trust is a huge issue for most of us. Mm-hmm. You think because you love the man that you're automatically going to trust him. You're not. You know, until you get married. And then that's when you're going to realize it. So deal with all those things. Make yourself the best version of yourself. And what Courtney said, put God first. You can't expect God to put you first. If you're not putting him first, you can't expect God to get his best son. You know, like God has some really good men out there. I was seeking God so much that this man that he brought into my life was right here in my church. And I did not know him. (laughs) So by the time I met him, and everybody's like, oh, hey, oh, my God, he's so great. I'm like, y'all know him? <laughs> I'm like, I thought I see him like maybe three times and I thought he was just visiting. So he even told me one time, like when we were at the old church, he's like, yeah, I walked by and you and Makita were talking. I heard you say this, this and that. And I'm like, you were there. <laughs> so sometimes if your focus is so on God, like your eyes are hidden to who's next to you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's crazy. And I love the fact that you brought up that he's in your church because when you tell people that they should look around their church, they're like, ew, there's nobody here, (laughs) ew. But the thing about it is, it's so good because you guys are hearing the same things. You have the same faith. You're learning the same stuff. You're kind of going the same direction. So it's really nice. Mm -hmm. One of the things I always admire about you is that you always make sure you look good. Even if it's casual, you always make sure you look good and you always present yourself. You're very well mannered. You can even hear from where that that she's talking, that she has a kind character, that she's calm. You know, she's not loud and 
wild. <laughs> now, there's nothing wrong with being loud and wild when you're in private. But right. when you're in public, people may misperceive that as being something else. So as a single woman, you always have to package yourself like a good product. Like if you're loud and wild with your friends or loud and wild, you know, you guys at a restaurant, you know, you with your group, no problem. But if, well, maybe a restaurant too may not work, but <laughs> You know, anytime you're in public, realize that you're on stage. Yeah. Package yourself as a good product. Have a reputation of being a nice girl. Don't have a rep. There's nobody in this church that will say, oh, Courtney is mean. Courtney, there's no drama in this church that you'll hear Courtney's name in. Oh, man. That is powerful. If you're somebody that every time there's drama, your name is mentioned, you think your husband-to-be could be hearing this and it can turn him off. And then you would never know that the guy was interested in the beginning. Goodness. So how how did how were you able to cultivate that? You know, my sister laughs and tells me I'm adopted. So in some ways, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Because if you look at my family, we're very country, laid back people. So it's not the nature <laughs> of most people in my family. I always like to say, God, you must have put a little different, special touch on me for whatever I'm, you know, called to do. But also, I think that just in the processing. Mm-hmm. Just growing with God, I really believe the Holy Spirit teaches you how to dress, mm-hmm. how to carry yourself, mm-hmm. how to speak. And then the fruit of the Spirit becomes mm-hmm. yours because you now have His Spirit inside of you. So I can't even take any credit for it. It really is just God who made me. And it's funny what you said, because He was hearing things about me and I didn't know He was interested. Like He would ask people different things. And so that clean, you yeah, you know, wow. I didn't know He was interested. I didn't even know He was here. But. <laughs> But it's funny because it was always a good report. You see? Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm telling you. These guys, they do. Women, we're looking at cis pack. We're looking at how does he make me feel? What does his voice sound like? Are his hands soft? They're look, These men are doing FBI, CIA. They're running police reports on you. They're taking, <laughs> they're taking all kind of information. They're making sure they find out that you're good or not. And that's what, you know, we should be doing that. But that's powerful. You know, your reputation should precede you and it should always be good. Okay. So tell us about your husband-to-be and um, what you love about him. Oh, man. First <laughs> off, you mentioned, like I said earlier, you mentioned Ephesians 3.20, where God will do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. That is him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean he's perfect. Oh, I'm no. not perfect, mm-hmm. but he's perfect for me. Mm-hmm. And so you know him. Everybody yeah. around the church knows him. He's a giver. Mm-hmm. He's like the most kind-hearted, gentle person I have ever met. <laughs> I'm like, you put on that hard exterior sometimes, but you're so soft. <laughs> so, you know, when I was talking to God about a spouse, I was like, you know, I want him to still be a little rough around the edges, but still tender enough for where I've been. Mm-hmm. He's that. He is literally... I told him one time, I said, my goodness, when I look at you, I literally feel the love of Christ through you. I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> but then it makes sense when the Bible says, you know, husbands, husbands love, love your wives as Christ loves the church. It's like now you are the, the, the tangible existence of Christ before me. Wow. Yeah. You made it you made it tangible what I read and, you know, what I felt from him. I'm like, wow, a man can love a woman like this. So, I mean, his family, I love them. They love me. We're all a family. My family is family (laughs) with his family. It's like God just did his thing. And I just, you know, I'm not going to say his name. Most people know him. I don't know. His name is Jeremiah. So anyway, (laughs) he's just a wonderful guy. He is love. And so if you ask me, what do I love about him the most? I love his heart. Mm. 
That's powerful. And I love the way that he loves me. Oh, yeah. That's powerful. Because there's times that the way he loves me helps me to see what God has been telling me a lot of the okay. times in About my you. life. About yeah. you. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, I want, I'll tell you this example really quickly. Like, when we would have little tissies or whatever you call it, like arguments, but not really arguments, I didn't realize I was kind of flighty. Mm-hmm. Some things you don't know about yourself until you encounter a relationship with someone else. So mm-hmm. I'd be like, you know what? In my mind, I formulated from the trauma. Oh, well, I'm just going to, I'm done. He's going to leave anyway. And then he was like, girl, I'm not going anywhere. Like, what do you not understand? Like, I love you. I'm committed to you. And so let's work this out. Healing came even in that way. Like, okay, Lord, when you say you will never leave nor forsake me, (laughs) you're committed to me. And no matter what I go through, you may get upset with me, Lord, but you still come back with that love. I I was like, okay, wow. Wow. There's nothing that we can't work through. Oh, that's powerful. And we're mirrors for each other. That is awesome. That is so powerful. So there are some women listening that may be in their 30s or so and or 40s or 50s. And they're like, "Okay, God, when is it going to be my turn? Mm -hmm. What do you what what last advice do you have for them? I would say I know you feel like giving up and you feel like doing it your way, but do not. I feel like the longer you have to wait, the better the blessing is. Mm. You know, the more it would exceed your mind. And a lot of times, right when you're on the brink of giving up is right when the blessing is around the corner. So hang in there, stick with God and put him first and he will blow your mind. Amen. And you used to tell me all the time that God, the man that God has for you is going to blow you. God is going to blow your mind. Yeah, you That's true. That. I forgot I used to tell you that. Isn't that amazing? Courtney and Jeremiah are my two favorite people. And my two favorite people got together. OMG. That is so powerful. I actually have an episode with Jeremiah, too, before I knew they were engaged or dating or anything. Isn't that beautiful? Mm-hmm. But what she said is so powerful. God is on your side. Not only he's on your side, he's going to do more than you could ever ask or think. Believe that and you'll see it. Have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you soon. Take care now. Bye-bye. I'm sure you got a lot out of today's episode. Don't forget to share. And guess what? The conversation doesn't have to end here. Hop online to www.husbandfactory.com to subscribe to my VIP newsletter. Just scroll to the bottom of any page and you'll see the button there. Remember, all the great love stories you've ever heard out of all of them, yours is going to be the best. Can't wait to hear it. See you next week.